KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. Welcome to the First Take Thunder postgame show live from Flint Restaurant beneath the Colcord Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. The fans are starting to file out of Chesapeake Arena right now, heading this direction. A good portion of them are probably going to come by and say hi because Madison... Because they should. Yeah, they should, first of all. Um, And like I just said, Madison Morris is with me uh, from 5 to 6 today. Joined by Matt Burton back in studio, the Thunder drop a home game to the Boston Celtics, 112-111, in a game that they controlled in the first half, Madison. Third quarter looks like the beginning of the season. Yep. Third quarters for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll get into that and more. Um, and then the Thunder fourth quarter heroics started to show themselves. This is the most clu- This is the most clutchiest team, the clutchiest team. That's not even a word. I, I like it, though. Shakespeare invented words. I just did it as well. Um they are the clutchiest team in the NBA. The clutchiest team. It almost happened. And, oh, bless his heart, Shea Gilles Alexander with a game-sealing turnover. Yikes. To Oklahoma State's Marcus Smart. Hey, I know him. And the Celtics take home the victory on the road. A good victory for them. They are a contender for the NBA Finals, of course, not just in the Eastern Conference, but across the league. Uh, this was a game that the Thunder could have won. The effort was there. This wasn't a Cavs-Detroit Pistons game where you can kind of question the effort throughout. Like, why are you barely beating these bad teams? The effort was there. Mm -hmm. It was just timely turnovers throughout and not enough defense in the third quarter, and that ultimately led to the Thunder taking a home L. Yeah, no, big, like, oh, gosh, I don't want to call it, like, a big-time loss, but I don't know what's worse, kind of losing in a very large sum or to kind of, like, blow it right there at the end, and that's exactly what Oklahoma City did because exactly what Brady said, they controlled this game so well in the first half. They looked good. They were getting every single offensive stride that they were wanting. Uh, That was kind of a big thing that Billy Donovan spoke at the beginning of this game, saying that Boston is very good at creating turnovers, and they're going to put a lot of defensive pressure on the Thunder today. They did it, but I thought Oklahoma City did a really good job retaliating and getting a lot of good offensive looks there in the first half. And I say the first half because exactly that's exactly only where it was because I don't know. They came out of halftime, and they just looked exactly uh, like they did at the beginning of the season. Just bad third quarters. Uh, they let Boston just really outrun them. Uh, Boston outscored Oklahoma City 32-23 to in that third quarter, and it just, you know, it kind of dug a hole that they weren't going to be able to pull themselves out of because what Brady was saying, just a lot of bad turnovers there at the end, um, a lot of good opportunities that came up really empty because Oklahoma City just could not seal the deal in that. And it just, it's a bummer because I thought that they had every opportunity to win this game today and they just couldn't do it. And because, yeah, obviously Boston's a good team. The Thunder looked a lot better than they did on Wednesday and Friday against both the Pistons and the Cavaliers. But it's just, it was a shame that it came up as a loss because you can play excellent all game, but if you're not going to get that win at the end, then it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing about like the level of competition throughout the league. Uh, It seems like there are. Of course, maybe a handful of teams that you could say, hey, if they want a title, it's not going to surprise me. And I think the Boston Celtics would probably be in that category. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a whole bunch of bad teams. And those teams can be included with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Detroit Pistons, who the Thunder have beaten the last two games, both at home. Yet 
the the way in the just the way that those games kind of occurred and played out. You're happy with the win, of course, if you're a fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder. But mm-hmm. like John Hamm even pointed out on Twitter, our very own John Hamm, hey, they won the game, cool, but less than stellar effort, less than stellar ways in which it kind of came about. I think it kind of reared its ugly head today because the the energy and the effort was there in the first half. They couldn't keep it in the third quarter. Right. And when you kind of get by, when you kind of just get by scratching by like bad teams or what have you, sometimes that can come back and bite you. And you, you can kind of look at these numbers, and Matt Burton's probably, I can already predict his, his stat cat because he's <laughs> been the champion for the free throw percentage. And oh, it yeah. certainly has helped the Thunder win a handful of games this, this season, no doubt. The free throws weren't there tonight to the standard this team has set for themselves. And this team, who the Thunder, who don't turn the ball over that much, I think they only turned it over, what, 11 or 12 times. I think the Celtics had like 25 or more points off those turnovers. So what, yeah. what opportunities the Thunder gave Boston, however few they may be, Boston was able to turn those into so many scoring opportunities for themselves, and they capitalized off of them. And that's what title contenders do. Uh, the Thunder, of course, they're one of the few middle-tier teams in the league where they can get by just off of how they play basketball and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit off of their talent. And, yeah, they can kind of – they can maybe upset a team like Boston or they've already beaten a team like Toronto. Um, they're not going to beat teams like L.A. on a consistent basis. But they're going to beat every team worse than them right. because of all the things that we kind of talked about. But in a d- night like this or an afternoon like this, when they can't hit all their free throws, when they have those timely turnovers, you're probably not going to beat a team like the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and I think that just mainly a big trend of this game was a lot of empty possessions, a lot of open opportunities that they just couldn't take care of because there were so many good chances for guys like Steven Adams and even Danilo Gallinari. He was wide open on so many different possessions, and he just couldn't really hit a shot. He played a lot better than he did Friday. He was 8 of 14 tonight, 3 of 6 from the three-point line. He had 24 points, and he looked good. But there was just so many different times that he just had every single opportunity to pull this uh, game back into a game there in the second half. And he just couldn't he couldn't make it happen. And that I mean, that's obviously going to happen. But even guys like Shea Gilchrist Alexander and Dennis Schroeder, they just really couldn't take care of the ball there in the fourth quarter. And so that's really what it came down to also. But uh, Matt Burden, I don't know how much of this you got to watch. And I just want to say that he, he watched it all by himself. All by myself. Yes. Yes. yes, I watched hard. every single part. I know. Part. I yeah. feel really bad, actually, Matt. But obviously you did get to watch this game. Um, guys like Danilo and Shea, they played great games. Obviously it just didn't work out in their um, – I mean, to the way that they wanted to, and that's going to happen. But what the heck happened to Steven Adams tonight? I mean, he uh, he finished with four points on the night. He got Ennis cantered. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he got to go up against his old buddy. But, I mean, we were just – Ryan and I were here at Flynn on Friday, and then the three of us were just singing Steven Adams' praises because he finally had a pretty decent showing. He looked really good. He kind of tapered off tonight, Matt. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, it was – it was rough. He he missed a bunch of uh, a bunch of bunnies, as people would say, some bunnies and some easy looks. They, they missed a lot of layups. They today. did that. Yes. That An stretch, characteristic amount. It was very stretch, noticeable. Yeah, that stretch with three minutes left, um, when Adams misses a a bunny, and then Gallo kind of cherry picks and misses that easy one when Jay, with Jalen Brown defending, and then Kimba Walker hits two straight threes. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, that, you know, that was the game. That was exactly. that was it right there. Yeah. And um, Thunder missed some key free throws, like you said. Um, 75.9% is not a bad percentage to shoot. 
from the free throw line. It's just not we we're used to thunder shooting <laughs> mid eighties, which is Hell, weird. That, that would have been like the thunder player of the game by itself, that number, if it was this team last yeah. year. Seventy five percent for the free throw line. Like my god, that's what Ryan and I talked about on Friday is how this free throw shooting has been so much better this season. But I mean, obviously you have to make those shots because this was a one point game there at the end, and it wouldn't have been like that if they hadn't missed so many free throws. Yeah, and I and honestly, I Daniel uh, Daniel Tice played well tonight for the uh, for the Celtics. Thirteen points, eleven rebounds. I did not see that coming da- from Daniel, Daniel Tice, Tice. He's in that weird category of center that is, you know, he he thrives off of his physicality. He's basically a poor man, Stephen Adams, for whatever reason. Steve, I feel like Steven struggles against poor man Steven Adams. Yeah, I would so agree. Guys that can kind of counter his physicality with physicality, where Steven's not just going to be able to bully you with right. his strength. Steven, for whatever reason, seems to struggle because there was one possession in the first, it might have been the second quarter. Yeah, it was the second quarter, where Steven had three opportunities off two offensive boards to get the bunny to drop, and he couldn't go because he, I think he was trying to like prepare himself for Daniel Tice to recover and come back with that physicality. And when, when Steven has that in his mind, he's a little bit more hesitant. He's a little bit more, a little bit more soft um, right. under the rim. And that can, of course, result in a missed easy opportunity. And the Thunder lose by one point. Chris Paul hits a buzzer beater to uh, – and I'm sorry, everybody, that was betting out there because I believe the Thunder were a point-and-a-half dog at home. Yikes. And Chris Paul hits the three-pointer to uh, make the deficit at one – so sorry for everybody for the backdoor cover, but um, you just go back. You lose by one. It's just like this team last year, where we we'd see this team lose games like this to teams like this. Yeah, and you just count all these missed opportunities, free throws, missed bunnies, guys missing un- um, shots that characteristically hit those shots. Yeah, it really seemed like that today. At the same time, I'm not going to question the effort. The effort and the energy were there. At the end of the day, Boston's just a good team. Yeah, and it kind of depends on how well you can put together a complete game. And I've been saying that all season, but it's just, you know, they, they looked so good in that first half. And that's that's all everybody was saying, especially on Twitter, around the chest, around the arena. You know, that was just a big thing is that they looked really good. They looked competitive. They looked aggressive in the first half. And uh, they were getting their shots to fall. They pretty much led Boston the whole way because – Let's look at it. this team or sorry, this game had 20 different lead changes. And I really want to say that majority of those came in the second half just because it was kind of a back and forth too much. It was like who was going to show up to compete, who wasn't. And that first half, I thought the Thunder looked so great and they pretty much controlled the game. Yeah, Boston would have a couple of runs here and there, but the Thunder would have an answer. And they just couldn't do that in the second half. And not to be a total pessimist over here, but it's just which you are, which I am, but not to be one. They kind of went back to how they did in the beginning of the season where it was like, wow, this team looks great in the first half. This is such a great game. Oh, man, this is going to be a good win. Yeah, I was close the whole time, and I kind of figured it would kind of, you know, come down to the nitty-gritty there at the end, which it did. But it was just, oh, no, here, those third quarters, man, when you're going to let a team like Boston outscore you, Boston's a good team. And so if they're going to have that kind of energy and that kind of confidence going into the remainder of the game, then my God, it's just, it's all downhill from here for the Thunder. And they just had to claw and fight. And it just wasn't enough. I mean, it looked good. They played really well. I don't really have too much, like, negativity to spread around them, especially in that second half. But it just, uh, it's kind of a shame because I thought they were on a pretty good streak there. Well, let us. Uh, it's always awkward to say Thunder player of the game in a loss, especially a disappointing loss like this, but we have to anyway, so let's go ahead and fire that one up. Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond.
Now, for those of you that follow either Madison, Matt Burton, Ryan Chapman, who is in the arena right now with Christine Butterfield and Derek Parker giving you guys great content and post-game coverage of the Thunder and the Celtics on Twitter, so follow them on their respective handles. If you've been following us over the last few days, I was very vocal about my distaste, Madison, with your player of the game choice the other what, night. What, from Friday? Yes. What was wrong with my player of the game? You, none of you guys. You, Ryan, or Matt, I'm talking to you too, you didn't pick Danilo Gallinari. And the reason why you should have picked because him. Because he didn't play well. Guess what? He still plays for the Thunder. Yeah, but he didn't play well. He was a Miami Heat for about five seconds. <laughs> no, for about five hours. We all thought he was a member to of the Thunder. To play better. If well, you were to stay here, play better. Well, he certainly played better tonight. Yes, he did. He was about the only normal player tonight, in my opinion. He uh, finished with 24 points, 8 of 14. Now, you look at the numbers. Shea Gillis Alexander, 8 of 12, 24 points as well. You could easily go that direction. We will get to, we will get to a point where... Man, it just didn't end well for him. That that turnover was too big in my it opinion to like to ignore. He was actually the player of the game on the broadcast after that turnover had occurred. We laughed. That's a big yikes. But Danil Gallinari, um, my player of the game for today and the previous game against the Pistons because he's still with the team. But yeah. now go ahead and go ahead and make your player of the game. Maybe I won't be disappointed. Well, time. honestly, mine was going to be Danilo Gallinari also, well, so good, you good. won't You can double down. You can double down. Um, I, I am going to go ahead and segue into someone different because I'm going to make mine Chris Paul just to be a little bit different because tonight he shot, or tonight, oh my gosh, it it's it's tonight. It's today. It's the e- what what time? Well, I can, guess. What time do we say the evening? Uh, five. Because like, when it's four o'clock, and I I'm not going to say this afternoon at four o'clock. I know it feels it's weird. technically afternoon. It's like the it's evening, t- but then like the night. So Matt, um, uh, check this out on Google, please. Thank you. Technically, gotcha. some today I thought Chris Paul he. He played pretty well. He was 8 of 15 from the floor, shot 1 of 5 from the three-point line, but that one three-point was actually pretty clutch to bring them back into the game. Uh, finished with 22 points, had five rebounds and five assists. I thought he was cooking out there. He kind of played a quiet first half, even though the Thunder looked really good. Uh, but Chris Ball, he still had some pretty clutch shots. He had some very difficult shots, and he looked very fluid throughout this entire game. So um, I don't know. I, I There was one moment. We were still in the arena, Brady. We hadn't come over to Flint yet. And I saw him. He kind of pulled Dennis aside while uh, Shea Gildas Alexander was shooting some free throws. And the two of them were kind of conversing and talking. And it looked like he was really, like, spreading some encouragement. He was kind of talking them up a little bit. And then Dennis actually went back to the bench on that. But, you know, it's just it's so much more than what he can do on the court. I think he's still leading this team so well. And there was multiple times I could even see on the broadcast he was trying to keep these guys really energized and uh, just confident, even though it wasn't looking good for the Thunder there at the end. So he's going to be my player of the game. I thought he played well. I thought he was uh, kind of a good good energizer out there, if that's the right word I want to use. But I thought he played well. Yeah, I mean, I want to table that because I want to get to Chris Paul a little bit later into our next segment. But, uh, Burton, any player of the game special for you, or are you just going to agree with Madison or I? Uh, I'm going to agree with Brady, Danilo Gallinari. I said it after last post game Fine, that the Thunder needed to get off to a better start, and Danilo Gallinari was the one who got the Thunder off to a good start today. And then, I mean, he missed that. I'll, I'll forgive him for the uh, missed, missed oh, uh, two-footer. It. The missed two-footer at the end that uh, led to two straight Kimball Walker three-pointers. But, no, uh, I, I do like your Chris Paul pick. I thought, I thought Billy waited a little too long to bring Chris Paul back in the game, but, you know, that's that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> that's fine. You do your thing, Billy. We'll get to why. We'll get to why Billy might have been okay with Chris Paul in terms of, like, letting him come back 
because a lot of this can really come down to the final two minutes or the final minute, I should say. But we'll get into that in the next segment. Uh, Matt Burton will also take us around the association. We'll get into some fancy numbers for all the nerds out there because we have to. And we're, we're nerds ourselves. Madison being a larger nerd than I. But yeah. you are listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. We are live from Flint Restaurant beneath the Cold Cord Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City. Come say hi to us. Come get some food. Come get some drinks. And drink your thunder sorrows away in a safe and safe, safe manner. Thank you yes. for listening. We will be right back. Yeah. Oh, my. Rest, rip in peace, Scott Weiland, man. You like Stone Temple Pilots, Madison? Uh, I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. Boo. Who? Stone Temple Pilots? Boo, Madison. Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple? Yes. Stone Temple Pilots. Their album, Purple, is one of the best albums ever written by human beings. I only know of a 21 Pilots. Those are the only pilots I know of. (sighs) Matt. I have a few friends who are pilots. Matt, can you, like, mute Madison forever? (laughs) Can I'm that be sorry. done? Do we have the radio tech? We have the tech. You can. You can. I can. Flint right now. Oh, actually, there's a lot of buttons right there. Yeah, yeah actually, Brady has power. Yep. That. Yep. That is the voice, the lovely voice of Madison Morris. I am Brady Trantham, Matt Burton, back in studio, keeping us alive. We are live right now at Flint Restaurant beneath the Cold Cord Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City, where they are taking great care of us, and they're going to take care of you if you just walk right through the door. They'll sit you down and give you some really good food, and you can drink your Thunder Sorrows away because you are listening to the Thunder First Take postgame show after the Thunder dropped a home game to the Boston Celtics, 112-111, to a game the Thunder dominated. You got, you know, in my opinion, they dominated that first half. They had complete control. They were running it at their pace. Boston was kind of losing it, especially going into the locker room. Mark, Marcus Smart, who had three fouls going into the locker room, actually – Right after the game, uh, after halftime ended, or as the th- as the first half ended, excuse me, Marcus Smart was so angry with something that he got a technical foul. So Boston really kind of lost it. The Thunder got them out of their game. Third quarter happened, and it looked like old school Oklahoma City in the third yep. quarter, where they lost it themselves. It allowed Boston to come back into the game, set up the uh, Celtics to go into the fourth quarter with a lead, a two point lead. But they had regained control and momentum in the game. The Thunder had to keep climbing back. And they could never really get over the hump, Madison. And it right. was a game that um, the effort was there. Uh, the energy was there. I'm not going to question that. And guys like the usual cast characters, Chris Paul, Shea Gillis, Alexander, Daniel Gallinari, they had their good games. Yeah. And there's nothing really aesthetically wrong when you look at the box score. But when you watch the game, you can kind of point out a possession or two here and there, um, some missed opportunities throughout the game that, yep, you're not going to beat a team like the Boston Celtics when you put that on the floor. Right. And you know what, Brady? You know what does not tickle my pickle on this? Oh, my. <laughs> this things does you not. Can, things you can get away with on the radio. This does not. I don't like any of this. So, yes, Shailos Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, great games. You know who didn't? Guys like Steven Adams. Guys like Lou Dort. Guys like, uh, New Orleans Noel had an okay game. He, uh... He was only two of four. Only scored about five points. Eh, it's you know, okay. I don't want to hate on him too much, but these guys—these are the guys that I need to step up because this is more of like a hey, this could be a really good team win if everyone kind of contributed equally. And I feel like that happened more on Boston's end because you had guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Daniel Thice, 
Uh, Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker, all of them scoring in double uh, double figures. Obviously, that's the starting rotation. Marcus Smart, he played a decently like good game. Had a couple of like weird moments, but when does he not? But then guys like Stephen Adams and Lou Dort, they come into the starting lineup and they just score like four, three, like three, four points. It's just it's not it's not the best showing, and so that's why I think this game kind of belonged to Boston there at the end, just because they had more guys who stepped up. And Billy Donovan spoke so highly about how this team has been so good at like, hey, next man up. Like anyone who is called upon, they're going to be ready. They're going to be physical. They're going to be uh, very aggressive when they go out there and play. I mean, yes, to a sense, it looked like that kind of to start off with. But then at the end, it was just more of like, okay, like, let's just give it to Shea, see if he can do something. All right, give it to Dennis, see if he can do something. And that was kind of this team's problem the past couple of years. And so it would kind of be nice to, you know, see it be a more well-rounded win. Um, Obviously, it was a loss for the Thunder tonight, but that it just needed to be more well-rounded, in my opinion. And so that's kind of the big thing that uh, I think went wrong for them. Yeah, now... I'm already going to know the answer to this question before I ask it because Darius Baisley, he actually left the game with a right knee sprain, so we're going to get an update maybe tomorrow with the Thunder do practice. Uh, uh, I believe he left midway through the second quarter. Oh, yeah. Never returned. Uh, went to the locker room with a heavy limp, apparently. I didn't actually see it, Madison. It looked bad, yeah. Yeah, looked like he was in some definite pain, but we'll get an update hopefully tomorrow at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so no Darius Baisley. That's going to affect more players are going to play. Um, a story going into tonight is that with the emergence of Lou Dort, who had made his 10th start tonight, Terrence Ferguson, of course, came back two games ago. He's been coming off the bench. It's affected the rotations. Guys like Hamidou Diallo haven't played the last two games. Abdul Nader has kind of played a little bit. Um, he actually had an ankle sprain that kept him out for about a week or a week and a half or yeah. two. Um, a few weeks ago, he's since come back and played sparingly. So you get no Darius Baisley for the majority of this game. You're going to play more players. I really thought Billy just played too many guys tonight. Now, the other side of the coin is Boston's really athletic, so you're going to need to rely on a guy like Hamadou Diallo, who's an athlete in his own right and has made strides defensively. But, Matt, I mean, what do you think? Because if this is a playoff game, obviously the rotations are shorter. You're going to play guys that you can rely on a lot more. In a weird way, if this was for some reason a playoff game, I think the Thunder actually win because it just you look at the box score distribution, you look at the guys who played, there's just a lot of guys that just got random minutes tonight that haven't played recently, like Hamadou Diallo, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm high on Hamadou Diallo. I want him to do well. Right. Um, but going back to the first segment when Madison was talking about Chris Paul, certainly had a great game. This is a game that I feel like he needed to be more aggressive, and you pointed out, Madison, that uh, he was encouraging Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Now, you need Dennis Schroeder to be your sixth man of the year. Like, he helps the Thunder where they are right now. He's he's helped put them to this, at this point. This is a game where I feel like Chris Paul needs to be more aggressive in terms of his shot-making and shot-taking. He only took 15 shots tonight, and that along with playing a handful of guys in the rotation, I, th- I feel like Billy just played too many guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, he I just, – Oh, sorry. My bad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I completely agree with your Chris Paul needs to be more aggressive. I think – I think in it, every it's game. Way, it's not every game. It's not every game because his whole floor general mentality has worked out swimmingly. It's been great. But there's just a handful of games, and it's usually against this type of talent. So when the Thunder had that back-to-back in a few weeks against the uh, the L.A. teams, those are games where I want to see Chris Paul be the aggressor, mm-hmm. not necessarily the, Hami, I need you to take take opportunities. Uh, Lou Dora, I need you to take opportunities. No, Chris Paul, this is you. If, if you want to win this game, it's going to be because of you. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Sorry, I was going to say, Chris Paul, I I feel like every game could be more aggressive. Not saying that, I mean, obviously Chris Paul does what he does. I mean, he 
he is if not the smartest player he is one of the smartest players uh so i would never ever tell chris paul to change the way he plays but i'm saying that he could afford a few more mid-ranges a game and look for a shot more but i mean that's just that's just nitpicking at chris paul that's not even a, a big complaint I mean, I wouldn't tell him that either because he'd probably look at me mean and uh, say something mean to me back. He probably wouldn't even like, acknowledge that I said anything. Yeah, he might uh, blame just him. do the fly on the wall type of thing. Like, who was that? I'm oh, sorry. man. I don't hear that. Well, you know, usually um, this is the time, this is the segment of the show, everybody, where uh, Matt Burton takes us around the association. But as you all are well aware, the Thunder played at 2.30, which is quite lovely in my opinion. It's nice. Uh, the, yeah, the sun's still out. The sun's still out, and we've only got about 30 more minutes of the show left. So, Madison, when you and I are done, you know, we can go, we can go catch a movie if we want. We can go do whatever we want because the sun know, is still right? out. But, I mean, Matt, have, have there been any games played yet, or are there games that we should keep our eye out? Because um, the Thunder, of course... Um, with the win the other night and uh, Dallas lost, the Thunder actually jumped up into the standings to the sixth seed from the seventh seed. So anything to catch around the association? Right. Um, there are three games going on right now in the association, um, all of them Eastern Conference, uh, except with the Grizzlies playing the Lame. Wizards. Um, so no. But later on, uh, today at 6 and today at 8. At 6, you could catch the Jazz at the Rockets. Be a pretty interesting game. See a... Uh, See that new under six seven lineup that the uh, that the Rockets are playing <laughs> against, Fun, against Rudy Gobert. So we'll see how that works. And um, the Miami Heat at eight o'clock travel to Portland to take on the Trailblazers. Ooh. So those so two, I, I think, keep your eye on. The most heartbreaking thing on Twitter today, and it came from was a it? Mr. Myers Leonard. I thought you were going to say it was Matt Burton's oh, video. No. no, I actually did shed tears at that too, Matt. Like that was very touching. Thank, Thank you. That's for, what I was um, going for. Thank you. Recording that. Um, no, Mr. Myers Leonard, Sir Myers, he tweeted out today he that he was very disappointed he's not traveling with his team to Portland tonight, going back to see his uh, old stomping grounds and to contribute to his brand new team, the Miami Heat. Honestly, it was a tearjerker. I'm pretty sure L doesn't want him to go back to Portland. Let's be honest here, Madison. She can go with him? I mean, families can't always fly on the team plane. Not everybody can pay for that stuff now. Oh, I, I bet they could. I I'm bet sure. They I'm could. sure that they could. But let's. I bet. Oh man, inside jokes are killing the post game show. Gosh, <laughs> we have so many new inside jokes now. It's like not even funny. Back, it's bad. Back to the Thunder. Now, like the whole thing with uh, Shea Gilgeous Alexander, um, eight of twelve, the points, the efficiency, it's all there. I mean, the defense was there throughout most of the game. Um, the Thunder put themselves in a position to tie the game. Mm-hmm. And this is about under a minute left. Gordon Hayward goes to the rim down the baseline, misses a uh, layup. Dennis Schroeder actually had some good contested defense from the backside uh, to make it a little bit difficult on him. He misses the layup point blank. Thunder get the rebound. Shea Gilles Alexander has the ball, and you're thinking, all right, we're about to go to overtime here. Mass and I are going to have a little bit more time to finish our chicken Caesar salads here from Flint, which are awesome, by the way. Phenomenal. And then Shea Gilles Alexander's dribbling around with Marcus Smart, Oklahoma State's very own Marcus Smart, right on him at the top of the key. And Marcus might have gotten away with a little bit of some physicality, but this, this, these are two good teams going at each other. This is a uh, game-clinching cl- moment. Mm-hmm. The, the officials allowed um, necessary contact. Marcus Smart forces the turnover. Shea Gilles Alexander loses the ball. The Boston Celtics get the ball back, hit free throws, ice the game right there. 
Um, you hate to see it. You, you really do. Um, I could only the entire time that was going on. All I thought of was uh, our TV's Jerry, Mr. Jerry Rams, just going. <laughs> see, I told you. I told you he doesn't have it. <laughs> he he's been on it all year now. He's kind of relinquished a little bit to his credit over the last few weeks. He's he's kind of backed off and said, you know what? Maybe I was a little tough. Maybe. Um, I was a little bit tough on Shea Gillis Alexander not exactly having the it factor to be the face of a franchise. And look, Shea's going to have way more opportunities to show that he can make that type of play. Yeah. It was just a real, it was more, it was less of a, what the hell are you doing, Shea? Yeah. It was more of a, Marcus Smart just does that. Marcus yeah. Smart is that type of player. He is, what Chris Paul can do on offense in terms of just making all these silly mid-range jumpers in the clutch. Marcus Smart does that on defense. Yeah, no, Marcus Smart, he's a physical player. Obviously, uh, he gets all of the actor nom- nominations or whatever they are for uh, his flopping, which was quite phenomenal tonight, so shout-out to him. That's poke-on-poke crime right there. Oh, that's some bad poke <laughs> crime right there. But, yeah, he's a physical guy, and I thought that play that he did make on Shea at the end was actually pretty good. And so it just kind of comes down to, you know, who's going to take care of the ball, and that's something that Billy Donovan always preaches on. And, you know, Shea, he didn't take good care of it. Guys had plenty of opportunities to make shots i want to say like the final five or like four or five minutes of uh the game there were so many good open looks for the thunder they just couldn't knock them down and so you know what it's just it kind of comes down to that and basketball is just a weird sport and that's just kind of how it goes but yeah shea gilds alexander and hopefully dennis schroeder the two of them aren't going to take this too hard because you know what there's still a lot of games to be played i want to say they have what like 30 some odd maybe like 29 or something something like that oh my gosh we lost count yeah (laughs) i have no idea what game they're on right now i know brady it's okay but yeah it's just you gotta have to table this because they do have the spurs coming to town on tuesday that's going to be another physical matchup and so it's just you know weird things happen it it's not the, the most heinous loss and i mean it's the exact same trend that everyone's been preaching all season is that this team is fought till the end in every single game there's only been a couple of like weird losses, like kind of big blowouts, but this one was a good one. I thought they matched up very well with Boston today, so they should at least have something to hang their hat on. I mean, Matt, it, this game just feels so weird, especially on the heels of the two victories at home this past week against Detroit and Cleveland where they got the result that they wanted, but the games themselves weren't really pretty. You just kind of kept waiting for that thunder offensive explosion to really put the Cavs or the Pistons away. That never came, and it just kind of turned into a slugfest that the Thunder eventually won. And then this game happens where, like we've said already, like you look at the box score numbers, there's nothing really there outside of, like, yeah, the Thunder missed a few more free throws than they typically do. Uh, the Celtics had a, a lot of points off a of few Thunder turnovers and a, a very clutch uh, forced turnover by the Boston Celtics late to help them uh, win, but like the effort were, was there, the energy was there. There was an offensive explosion in the first half for the Thunder. It, it's just one of those weird games that you just go, you know what? Maybe Boston's just a, they're just a better team, and that's just that, that, that as simple to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, Boston's a good team. They're, go ahead, they're, Matt, they're, they are a very good team. I mean, they're in that kind of weird that tie for two to four in the in the East, but I mean, they could be the two seed when it's all said and done, just behind the Bucks. And this was the first time they've been healthy in a couple games, having Tatum, having uh, Gordon Hayward back, having Jalen Brown back. And uh, you can see it. I mean, the Thunder, the Thunder kind of punched them in the mouth a little bit in the first half, and they came right back out in the third quarter and punched the Thunder right back. Well, that's and, not very uh, nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, know. That's, I, I believe that's illegal. You know, believe that it was, like okay, open hand is an open hand slap. It oh, was a ouch. hard open hand slap. It was a it was a Rick James. It was <laughs> yes, but no. Uh, this this Celtics team is just they're just a damn good team. That's it. That that's yeah. all you can really say. But the Thunder, 
this is good news for the Thunder. I mean, they didn't get the result they wanted, but I mean, you're hanging with one of the best teams in the NBA and, and had them on the ropes. Just kind of let it just kind of let it slip. Yeah. No, kind of shame to see that, but honestly, I wouldn't chalk this up to a bad loss to the Thunder because, it's like not, we've been no, saying, it's not a bad loss. Like it, it's they, a, it's they a, fought. It's a game that they could have very well won, but you just move on from this point. Exactly. Yeah, we are live at Flint Restaurant beneath the Colcord Hotel, downtown Oklahoma City. People are coming in. It's starting to get a little, little loud in here. A lot of people in here enjoying themselves. Turning their thunder frowns into Flint smiles. There you go. There you go. Put that, on, night. put that on a sign somewhere. I don't know. A trademark at Brady Trantham. But, yes, Matt Burton, Madison Morris, myself, Brady Trantham. we got one more segment. We're going to dive in a little bit more to this game. We might preview a little bit of the Thunder schedule moving forward. They've only got two more games left until the All-Star break. Whew, thank God. Thank God. The break is here. Stay tuned right here with us on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Do you know who this is, Madison? Uh, no, I don't. Really? I don't think so. This isn't shtick. This isn't... Never like, mind. Not... Wait, I don't know. Nir- I feel like I'm... Is it Nirvana? It is Nirvana. Okay. Okay. Man. That was like the first thing that popped into my head, but then I was like, I'm not going to say that and then be like, no, don't just assume it's Nirvana. You're not that much younger than me. I know. I'm still working on the whole, like... You Matt, know. how old are you? 26. My goodness. Sorry. It's okay. It's Sorry. okay. It's okay. I'll forgive you because we're at Flint Restaurant. And this is the Thunder First Take post game show. And you should. And um, the Thunder lost 112 to 111. Man, it would have been so much more fun to do this post game show if the Thunder had eked out a victory against the Boston Celtics. But stranger things have happened. The, the only thing that makes me happy is that our very own Dylan Buckingham and Todd Lisenby, wherever they are, wherever they may be, they're happy right now. Why are they happy? Boss, avid Boston supporters. Really? Those two. Why? Because they like the NBA before the Thunder got here. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Those people exist. No. Uh, makes sense. Everybody, Madison Morris, Matt Burton back in studio, Brady Trantham here, Flint Restaurant, the best restaurant beneath the Cold Court Hotel. Yes. Downtown Oklahoma City. Everybody's showing up. Everyone's saying hi, and we greatly appreciate it. But man, the thunder lost. What a, and it's such a beautiful day outside in February. You can't ask for better weather. The only thing that could have made today better, Madison, is if the thunder did not drop this one. Yeah. But again, Boston's good. It's, Boston it, it's is good. Like I, I'm not a moral victory guy. I'm not a moral loss guy. I, I, I either care about did you win or did you lose. Yeah. I don't care. Right. But there is a part of me that understands, like, the reality of the situation. Boston is a good team. Right. And they are very much probably going to be a contender in the Eastern Conference yeah. with Milwaukee, with the Miami Heat, um, with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, the Thunder very well should have won this game. But it's not the end of the world. It's not an incredibly disappointing fact that they lost a home game against right. a team that they should the way that the game went the first half and a little bit of the third quarter, yeah, they should have won this game, and especially how it ended with the fourth quarter collapse in terms of letting Kimba Walker go off for two straight possessions on those three-pointers and then Shea Gilles-Alexander having a game-clinching turnover super, super late. It's a game they should have won at the end of the day. Not that not that much of a character assassination on the Thunder. Yeah, no, definitely not, just because I kind of – I don't want to be like <laughs> – 
I know, Brady, you're going to have a comment about this because I am a pessimist. Well, I mean, I comment on you all the time. It's fine. So, not to be pessimistic, but I kind of figured this game was going to be a lot more of, like, Boston-dominated than it actually was. Because, yeah, I thought the Thunder played great today. Because I was telling Ryan and Matt on Friday, hey, if they're going to continue playing the way that they did on Wednesday and then the way that they did on Friday... It's not going to look great against Boston because, like we've been saying this entire show, Boston's a great team. They have a lot of good talent. They were healthy tonight. They had everybody they needed out there, and uh, they had a good showing. But the Thunder team, they also had everybody out there, and they looked healthy. They looked strong. It just kind of came down to the wire. And so, you know, overall, it was an enjoyable game for a Sunday matinee game. And so I don't know what else you could really ask for except – possibly a win but it just didn't come out that way and that's just how the cookie crumbles but a million dollars i mean i asked for that every single day and i have yet to get that so i still continue (laughs) to wait patiently and uh it's gonna be fine but yeah it was just it was a good game to watch i think if you are a fan especially if you're a boston fan my gosh the peak was packed with boston people today um but yeah if you're a fan of both these teams it was a good enjoyable game it was exciting it was just everything that you could possibly ask for for a Sunday afternoon game, especially at 2.30. Burton, are we being a little too soft on these on these Oklahoma City Thunders right now? I like, mean, should I rip they, them apart? They, they've, they've gained a lot of good credit this season. Of course, we all went into the year with low expectations. Uh, hashtag Eddie Radosevich, low expectation basketball. <laughs> but I feel like over the last two months, I, at least I've gotten to the point where, okay, they're a good team. I'm going to expect them to win games. And even te- against teams like the Boston Celtics, um, with their kind of their lengthy injury list. This was a game that I went into like, yeah, they're a good team, the Boston Celtics. This is a game that I think the Thunder should win. If they lose, I'll be a little bit disappointed. But the way that it played out, I, I don't know. Am I being too soft on them right now? Uh, no, I do not think you are. Uh, I am still firmly in the low expectation basketball. Uh, I'm still firmly in that camp. Um, the Thunder, uh, all I wanted the Thunder to do, once they, once they started – winning a little bit and getting a little better, proving that they were a good NBA team. All I'm wanting is for them to beat the teams they should. That was so frustrating the past couple of years. The Thunder would lose to the Magic on Tuesday, and you're just like, how, how the hell does this team lose to the Magic? How <laughs> does this happen? And this team so far, uh, they, they win the games, like the past two games, the Pistons, the, the Cavs. They didn't play that great. Like at all, they did not. It was not a. They were not great games to watch at all. But they found a way to win, and that that's all that matters. They find they find a way to win the games that they're supposed to, and then hang tough. And they they could have got a victory tonight against a team that is a better basketball team than the Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. They almost found another way to win tonight. You know, they they put themselves. This was a very characteristic Thunder basketball game. They controlled. You know, their portions of the game. Their opponent made some runs. And they go into the fourth quarter where it's like whoever makes the most plays this quarter is going to win the game. And that's really the most you can ask for in the NBA at this level, and especially against a team like the Boston Celtics. Again, it's just, I, mean, I, I don't know, at some point, like we're going to be, we're going to get closer and closer to the end of the regular season. And then we're going to be more and more onto the, the hype train of, okay, the Thunder need to win this game because if they win it, they're that much closer to home court advantage. They are very close to potentially getting home court advantage yeah. in the playoffs. They can do that. This season could potentially be one of the more exciting and one of the most memorable seasons in a very storied yet short history of being a franchise um, in the NBA. Th- they are that close to that. Mm-hmm. So these losses, 
you know, just by little inches here and there, you know, one bad play here, one missed opportunity there, like th those will add up. Now this team, like I said, they built up a lot of good credit. It It's just one of those examples where you just kind of look back on it and just go, I, I don't know. Like maybe, mm -hmm. maybe we get to a point where we expect too much from this team, but I don't want to disrespect them that much. Like I, I feel like I've got a good beat on them, Madison, but um, I mean, they've got a good opportunity the next two games against San Antonio at home and then New Orleans mm -hmm. on the road against Zion Williamson. Ooh, it's going to be Thunder out. fans' first real shot yeah. at Zion Williamson. That'll be fun before the All-Star break. Yeah, thank goodness that All-Star break is coming up. I think everyone could really use it right now, especially this Thunder team. They have been on a good roll. Obviously, before this loss, they had four straight wins, and they were leading the Western Conference with stuff like that. And so, you know, they it's just it's not a bad showing from them and I don't even know how much more we could talk about this game because obviously the moral of the story is is that they played well they just kind of let it go there in the end it's not a bad loss they're going to move on obviously they have one more here at home on Tuesday against the Spurs before they go to New Orleans and then it's the all-star break and so guys like Shay and Chris are going to be shipped off to Chicago for a little bit but these guys are going to get some rest uh, I'm very eager to see how they're going to respond to coming back from All-Star break and how that's going to go. I think it could be oh. a really good showing from them. In the past, has it? No. But uh, this is a different team, and I'm I'm very eager about it. They, Not really even anxious. They, they had four days off and then played Cleveland, and they looked yeah. lethargic. They looked disgusting. I, I am not too optimistic about what they will look like yeah. on their first game past the All-Star break. Of course, maybe they'll learn from that lesson. Oh, God, I hope so. I, I am a little curious for our listeners out there, especially the portion of the fan base that happens to root for the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. If you're a that would be me. Of course. That, uh, a, a proud alum proud. Of, of Oklahoma State, Miss Madison yes. Morris, captain of the Palm Squad. That would be me. When you're watching the Thunder and you're rooting for the Thunder hardcore and then Marcus Smart makes the play of the game, I mean, what do you do? Do you just go, ah, oh, yes, I'm, no, 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 not anymore. You're kind of like, so personally for me, obviously I'm not a Thunder fan, so I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, that, like, that was cool. I just appreciate good basketball. I appreciate guys who are able to make pretty good plays. Um, if you are a Thunder fan and you do go for Oklahoma State, that's probably very confusing. Uh, just like Thunder fans rooting for Enter, or en enter Ennis Cantor whenever he comes still in. Still got just, a huge uh, ovation today. Yeah, a very yeah. big ovation. He didn't do much, but uh, I mean, I can only imagine. Matter. Like, imagine Buddy Heald coming in here with the Sacramento Kings and hitting a buzzer-beating three. And you're kind of like, yeah. There would be such a confusing, like, whoa, should we cheat? No, no. It's like, no, we can't because, honestly, like, we can't should do that. go for the Thunder. But, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I think guys in – I mean, any kind of basketball fan can just really appreciate good basketball. And so Marcus Smart there at the end made a good play. Yeah, it kind of sucks if you really are a diehard Thunder fan. But, uh, yeah, it just – that's just how it is. I mean, Ryan, where do you, where do you lie on the, on the spectrum? Ryan. Of, uh, Ryan. Oh. I, I was actually looking at a Ryan tweet. Matt oh, Burton. This is awkward. This is awkward. Oh, by Matt, the way – I know your name. Sp speaking of that, though, by the way, did uh, Papa Burton drop in some dynamite knowledge today? Uh, yes, I just can't share the. Uh, oh. I can't share the it's Nader, not for radio. the Abdul Nader texts. <laughs> I can't share those. Can it be censored in any way, shape, or form? Um, can you replace it with words? Let's see. Uh, you can just use your imagination, but it's okay. It was more. He didn't like more, Abdul Nader's four same. minutes. It's more or less the same as always. Um, whole, it, it begins with holy. Holy. Yeah, and then Schneikes. you can. Shrimp. Yeah, and there's. There's three words. The other two I can't say. So um, you can, and then followed by an emoji with um, one finger, 
That's up in the air. Not Um, number one, right? Yeah, yeah, he's number one, yes. Yes. Yes, The Thunder are the number one clutch team in the league, though. They weren't able to be clutch tonight. They weren't clutch tonight. And that's going to segue us into the StatCat segment. Three, two, one. Soundbite just really never gets old. Tom Jones, love you to death. Has anyone ever seen Madison? No, Pavazina. I no, I already hesitate to ask this anyway. <laughs> You've never seen Mars Attacks? I have not. Matt Burton? I have not. Oh man. I don't even know what that is. So I know what movie. it is. I've not seen it. It's a movie by Tim Burton. It's funny. Anyway, oh. we'll we'll scratch that for later. <laughs> uh, my stat cat of the day is going to be the number one. And that is the amount of turnovers that and you're going to know what it means. The amount of turnovers that Shea Gillis-Alexander had today. One turnover. Ah. Bless his heart, and it was the game Oh, and losing. it was the most brutal one of the yeah, game. Yeah, Mark Smart just pick, picked his pocket. It's kind of clean, kind of physical, kind of maybe foully, but, hey, that was a playoff-type atmosphere. That was a playoff-type game going into that fourth quarter. Uh, I believe it was 86-84 Boston. You knew it was going to be a physical uh, matchup the rest of the way. Certainly went that way with Marcus Smart's uh, clutch play against Shea Gales Alexander, but that's going to be my stat cat because you can either go there or those back-to-back killer threes by Kimball Walker that really put the game away and put the Thunder in a position of climbing uphill. They got they got almost there. It came down to that uh, Shea Gales Alexander turnover, sadly. Yeah, so my stat cat, actually my computer died halfway through the show, so I don't exactly have what I wanted to initially say pulled up, so I'm going to change it real quick. Um, so my stat cat is going to be the points in the paint, and it did go to the Thunder. They outscored Boston in the paint 40-34, to 34, which I know doesn't sound like a ton, and it's kind of weird talking about great stats for Oklahoma City right now since they obviously lost this game by one point. But, uh, yeah, they kind of took care of the paint tonight, which is something they don't normally do. I mean, they can be good at it, but uh, usually they try to rely on guys like Gallo and even Shea and Dennis to really shoot beyond the arc. And so I thought that they did a good job kind of keeping more of, like, some safe shots tonight. And so they did take a bunch of shots within the paint. They kind of took care of it a little bit better than usual. And so they did outscore Boston. And for a team like Boston who can be very efficient shooting, that's kind of a big deal. And so, yeah, obviously it kind of contradicts itself because this was a Thunder loss. But that's going to be my stat cat. Matt, did I correctly predict your stat cat earlier? Um, you did not. You did not. Oh, but of course sadly, I did. Sadly. Am I ever right? No. Sadly. Sadly, no, because 76% from the free throw line is not a bad shooting percentage from the free throw line as a team. Um, but they did miss some free throws uh, whenever they needed them. Just terrible. But I'm going to go points off turnovers. Yep, the Thunder had 21. One. The Celtics only had seven. Yeah, that's a good so one. a team, a team like the Celtics, they didn't, they turned it over, they only turned it over nine times, so they, they don't turn it over a whole lot. But it was nice to see a Thunder capitalize on the, uh, on all of the rare occasion that this good team uh, turns it over. Yes, man, love that. You just go back to the drawing board after this one. The Thunder will probably practice. I sure hope so. Questions need to be asked. Oh, they are not practicing tomorrow. They're not? They're has that not. already been confirmed? Mr. Ryan Chapman has already let us know that they will not be practicing tomorrow. Of course not. Of course this not. This is the 2019-20 Thunder. That's Dude, true. But maybe that's why they're so darn good. Half, Who needs to practice? We're talking about practice, man. Hey, Matt, did, did you like practice back in your athletic days? No. I hated it. 
No. 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 We're talking about practice. Of course. Shout out to Ryan Chapman, Christine Butterfield, and Derek Parker. Still in the arena doing great post-game coverage work. Mm-hmm. You can find it at thefranchiseok.com. Follow them all on Twitter. I believe it's going to be at Radio's Ryan. At CB on sports, I could be wrong for Christine Butterfield. Uh, Derek Parker is at D Park OK. Christine is Madison Morris is really easy to find on Twitter. It's at, it's just my name. Yeah, it's just her name at Madison Morris, and then Matt underscore Burton twenty two for our awesome producer keeping us alive. You can follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. You can also, if you're just tuning in now and you're like, you know what, I missed the entire show, I want to go back and listen to it, guess what, you can. Follow the OKC82 podcast as well. You can subscribe to that for free anywhere you listen to podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, what have you, wherever you listen to podcasts. For free. It's for free. We do, Madison and I do a post-game show after every single game. We have fun with it, so go ahead and listen to it. We're going to have probably – we're going to get probably Darius Baisley or Deontay Burton in the next few weeks. We had Deontay Burton yes. on a few weeks ago. So we have fun with this podcast, so please subscribe and support. We would appreciate it. But, Matt, thank you so much for all the hard work that you do up there. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. You're awesome. Flint Restaurant, thank you so much. You guys take good care of us, and we'll continue to take good care of us throughout the rest of the season and the postseason because this team is going to the playoffs probably more than likely. But everybody, the Thunder lose once again to the Boston Celtics, 1-12 to 1-11. For Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. You have been listening to the Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa.